Lou Dobbs Sunday is on the air. Best of on 77 WABC. Welcome back. Our guest is John Solomon, founder, editor-in-chief of Just the News. And John, it's great to have you with us as always. Let's talk about those videos that Johnson is releasing. Your reaction. Yeah, not surprising to me just because uh, Congressman Laudermilk, the subcommittee chairman that's been running the January 6th investigation since Democrats uh, gave up control of the House, they, he has been saying that this is the, the, the direction he wanted to move in. Of course, Speaker McCarthy was not on board with that. Uh, his removal, I think, opened a window, it opened a door to come back and, uh, and revisit the idea that maybe everybody should get access to everything and we trust the American people to find their truth on their own, that it doesn't have to be a controlled release. And I think over the last few days, um, Speaker Johnson and Chairman Laudermilk worked out a scenario where it's easy to get the information up. Here's the path we're gonna do it. Let's let people take a look at things and and find what they want and uh, get the highest degree of transparency possible. And I think uh, we're moving in that direction now. Now, not all the video is up yet. It takes some time to post this because it's massive in size. Uh, there are there'll be there'll be dangers, right? There'll be mistakes that people make. They'll see something on the videotape, think it's something other than that. That's always a, a problem when you release information publicly. But I think the long term benefit to the American public is public is huge, uh, and everybody can see for themselves with their own eyes, without having filters and without the media telling them what to believe. Uh, what happened that day, and I think it'll benefit defendants, it'll benefit journalists, it'll benefit historians, and it will benefit voters going into the 2024 election. I, I was very encouraged and, and thrilled that he did it yeah. uh, because he had made a couple of uh, steps, a couple of moves that I didn't think were uh, in the proper direction nor at the proper pace. Uh, this is good to see because this is a, a move toward transparency. Uh, I just hope the Republican Party understands that you can't go wrong honoring the public's right to know. Yeah. And if they follow that uh, that particular lodestar, they'll be fine. Uh, it is when they get and, and there was a slight apology offered up by the speaker's office because there are some of the videos that will not be available that, as they put it, uh, reveal architectural features that could have security implications. And, and if it's de minimis, uh, a fraction of a percent of something uh, in, in these videos, that's fine. It's when it becomes what it did become under Speaker McCarthy, the whole enchilada. Uh, he had a reason to do everything slowly, to do everything that frustrated the public's right to know. Uh, I think we obviously have a different, uh, we've got a different fellow and a different sort of fellow yeah. in, in my Johnson. Yeah, and there's a different mindset. There's no doubt about it. And I think you said it right, Lou. It's it. Why should we fear the public's right to know? The public is smart, and only those who want to manipulate the public try to control the flow of information. Those who trust the public and trust this constitutional republic know that transparency is the best thing. And I think Mike Johnson came down on that side. Chairman Barry Loudermilk has been a champion of this, and he has worked tirelessly for eight months nine months, 10 months now, actually, to mm -hmm. to put us in a position to get this data. And uh, I'm really grateful for him as a journalist because I've been able to access some of this information. I think the public will be grateful for him long-term seeing the benefit of this. Yeah, it, 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 think about it. It's 10 months really wasted, honestly. Yeah, you're I right. I mean, if everybody's straight about it, it was wasted. Yep. There's no reason on 
earth that these shouldn't have been out the second that McCarthy was sworn in as Speaker of the House. And uh, the fact that that was not the case shows, I think, everybody's part of the problem uh, with Kevin McCarthy and the cross currents that were running through the conference, uh, largely because of the rhinos and uh, divided allegiances, I'll put it that way. Uh, Senator Mike Lee coming out and saying the House January 6th panel should be investigated itself after the release of these tapes, because what we've already seen are, uh, I'll I'll say it very nicely, discordant (laughs) images uh, with the narrative that the Dems were pushing. I mean, these guys were lying through their teeth on that January 6th committee. Pelosi, uh, what they created... It is just an embarrassment, a shame, and a disgrace to the Democrat, the Marxist Democrat Party. And and we've got to come to terms with it. This is the party. This is who they are. They are rotten to the core. And people better understand this is not just about uh, right and wrong in terms of policy. This is, uh, there is no moral compass on the left at all. None that I can detect yeah, listen, there are, in moments like this in the past, you always put your country before your party and your personal interests. But the Democratic Party have constantly over the last few years put party ahead of country's interest. And, and so we weren't given the truth about what really happened on January 6th. We weren't told about the security failures. I believe in the next few days we'll begin to learn just how many uh, law enforcement undercover were on scene. I think there could be as many as four or five dozen, four or five teams just from Metropolitan Police Department. That's an area where I've been mm-hmm. focusing a lot of my reporting. All of that uh, has been deprived the American public for nearly three years now. We're coming up on the third anniversary. We're still only getting uh, the, the snippets of basic truth for the first time. Uh, we had a story last week that I think is so important. The gallows, that big image that you know television played all that day saying, look, the, um, the, uh, the Trump people want to put uh, execute people. Well, mm-hmm. we found the video footage of that working with a guy named Ed Martin working with Chairman Loudermilk, and you see the funniest thing. Those things walk in in the wee hours of the morning. They're sitting on uh, the um, uh, property for hours without any police trying to take them down, even though it was an illegal structure, wouldn't have met the the, the terms of the uh, permit for that day. Uh, you can see the people going in. You can see them talking on the phone. You can see them going for coffee, coming back. You can see the cab that they came in, and somehow – the FBI is unable to determine who they are, just like they're unable to determine uh, who dropped uh, those bombs at the RNC and DNC, uh, just like they are unable to explain how the Secret Service didn't sweep um, the DNC building and allowed Vice President-elect Kamala Harris to walk within feet of a bomb. Mm-hmm. There are so many security failures and security abnormalities that the January 6th committee uh, deprived the American people from learning about. And we're going to get to see them now. We're going to learn about them now. We'll probably get to the bottom of a lot of these uh, lingering and very important issues. You know, you're talking about abnormalities. Uh, it, it's much like the election of 2020. You know, we can talk about abnormalities or we can talk about irregularities. We can talk about anomalies yeah. or we can talk about what we're really talking about. That's a rigged election. Uh, and this uh, insurrection day on January 6th was an absolute setup on the part of the FBI, uh, the the Metro and the Capitol Police. I, I mean, John, this is an outrage staring us in the face and people, I, I, I get a kick out of, I'm hearing congressmen who are not lawyers 
talking like they were going to write a constitutional uh, law treatise for their class they're teaching today. I, I mean, it's staring us in the face. Let's call it what it is. Yeah. This is a government that is under the control of the Marxist Dems. It's corrupt from one end to the other. And there to see Christopher Ray say he's not a part of the uh, uh, Department of Homeland Security. Wasn't that a precious moment uh, as he's trying to correct uh, the congressman? I, I just we have an arrogant bunch of crooks in these jobs and everybody better understand what we're dealing with, because that's who we're dealing with. Well, listen, our founding fathers feared this very moment that we live in now. That's why they created the Constitutional Republic, to avoid a large central government from uh, imposing its own will on the American people. But somehow, over, and particularly in the last 10 to 20 years, uh, instead of a, pe a government by, by, for, and of the people, it's become a government to control the people and uh, to control the truth, to control what you say, to control what you think, to control what you put in your body. And I think that uh, this is exactly the worst case scenario that our founding fathers did not want to see play out in Washington. And the next election is an opportunity, if Americans are serious about this, if they really are concerned about it, to install into place a mindset and a, um, a plan that would substantially shrink the size of government. The only way you can remove power from bureaucrats is to get rid of them. And uh, Republicans have talked that way for 25 years. They didn't get it done. Donald Trump didn't get it done in his first term. He seems very determined if he gets a second term to do exactly that. And I've seen the plans he's put out there and they make a big dent in reducing the size and power of Washington. But we live in a period right now where the central government has a say over almost every aspect of our life, including telling us what reality we can believe or what reality we see. And the FBI, particularly in the Russia collusion case, was a big part of that. And uh, also the 51 intelligence analysts who misled us in the 2020 election. Talk about being rigged. We, the American people were completely denied the truth on something as essential as what was the president or the person they were about to elect as president uh, compromise. And the answer is he was, but we were told don't believe it. So right. the moment is upon us. This next election is the self-correcting moment. If we're going to have one, if they do, if it doesn't happen in 2024, I think you look at uh, uh, many, many years of long centralized control of our lives from uh, in government in Washington on the horizon. Now, you just saw what happened in Argentina, right? Argentina made a very drastic change. They decided they don't like big government. They don't like the government economy that was given them. And they went in a very radical uh, direction last night with their election. It'll be interesting to see if Americans choose that same path. And a plain spoken fellow, this yeah. populist is. And as you might guess, uh, as a populist myself, I was uh, jumping up and down with joy to see what the people of Argentina did because they have a plain spoken, straight talking uh, president now uh, who is uh, opposite everything the, the Peronistas have been for decades. Uh, Argentina has a chance. He understands economics as well, something that no leader, it seems, of Argentina has understood for a half century. How did it take us so long to get to the point where we can actually call a congressman or a senator a lying as son of a gun? Talking about the fact that the government is rancid with corruption, that the uh, Biden regime is without co any question whatsoever corrupt. Uh, we can define it. We can uh, slice and dice it. We can sure. get granular or go to 30,000 feet. Bottom line is they're a bunch of crooks. They're corrupt uh, and they're vicious. 
and they are the Marxist left. And we've been so afraid to say the word Marxist. They're Marxists, and they are the they are the threat to this country, aren't they? Well, listen, I, I think anyone who values freedom, anyone who values uh, personal liberty, who, who values a free market, which is the three primary foundations mm -hmm. upon which this country has been so successful and innovative and uh, globally inspiring, has to recognize that we're in a moment where all three of those uh, core principles, core driving forces of the American experience are under great assault from one party. The Democrats don't believe in personal freedom. They, they, they try to restrain it. Uh, they don't believe in free markets. They try to create manipulated markets. That's what the green energy New Deal is about. Um, they don't believe in a personal choice. They try to remove choices. They have become increasingly critical of the first two freedoms granted in the Bill of Rights, the First Amendment and the Second Amendment. Uh, and so you see these efforts through disinformation and censorship, now uh, defunding or de uh, debanking gun uh, manufacturers, um, uh, that the very freedoms that our founding fathers believed were going to be the most important for sustaining the great American experience. There's one party that argues against them on a daily basis. And yes, many of the principles, many much of the language they use seems to have its origins in Marxist tradition, critical race theory, DEI, CRT. We can go, you know, we can give you the alphabet soup, but at the end of the day, there is a growing number of um, people in the Democratic Party who believe that freedom is a threat to the Democrat Party agenda. And that is anathema to the American experience. There is also, uh, beyond the Democratic Party, this massive, well-funded oligarchy in America, particularly those who came out of Silicon Valley, who believe it their job to use their market position to control um, Americans, control thought, control speech, control convention. Uh, and uh, so you have all of these controlligarchs. That's a term that my good colleague, Seamus Bruner, who has a brand new book out, talks about. And so when you have a Democratic Party aligned with a controlligarchs, controlligarchs. That's the term. That's the name of his new book. And he's right. And he chronicles it. So Democrat politicians aligned with big tech oligarchs, the, the threat to freedom, the threat to the American experience has never been greater. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you think the Republicans understand that? Do you think Mike Johnson understands it? Do you think that uh, you know the Republicans in the Senate understand it? I know, for example, Ted Cruz understands it. I, I think Mike Lee does uh, a handful, but I don't see this party organizing around the principles that you're describing. Uh, we've got some. We've got a group of people in the House and some to a fewer fewer in the Senate who uh, want to try to make this about government spending. Yeah. Uh, that is madness in and of itself. Uh, that is that is a loser issue. It's a loser proposition. And what has to, to, uh, has to happen is the Republican Party understands they have got to block the Marxists, understand that the Marxists control the Democrat Party, and they have to understand without any equivocation that they're going to have 
to make sure that the election of 2024 is not rigged and is not controlled by the Marxist Dems? You know, it's, um, people ask this question often, do Republicans understand the battle they're in? And I can say this, first off, they certainly haven't been fighting with the political armaments um, that this battle requires. The Democrats have taken every advantage uh, in changing election rules, in pushing the rules of elections and pushing the rules of governance. And the de Republicans have been way too courteous, way too deferential. Now, when you look at the rhetoric, when you look at what key Republicans are saying today, take Mitch McConnell out of it, I think his time has passed and I'm not sure he understands the battle we're in. But many of the next generation Republicans seem to articulate the danger, seem to articulate the fight correctly. But do they have the tactics? Do they have the armaments? Do they have the strategy? Do they have the policies to com combat it? Thus far, they haven't shown that they have it. And I think the last 20 years of history is a poignant reminder that many times Republicans have been co-conspirators in the changing of America towards this big government, suffocating spending, suffocating regulation. They've been a big party to it. Thank you, John Solomon, and thank you, everybody, for being with us here today on this special edition of Lou Dobbs Sunday on 77 WABC. Hope your Thanksgiving holiday was restful and fun. I'm grateful you chose to spend part of your day with us. Let's talk next week on Lou Dobbs Sunday. Till then, God bless you, and God bless America.